following program is intended for mature audiences. All right, you primitive screwheads, listen up. Let's talk football. Let's talk football. One constant through all the years, Ray, has been baseball. Been a lot of complaints already. Bad language, smoking grass. 106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. You haven't seen much until you see a dude run for almost 400 yards in a high school football game. Yeah, I bet. That had to be pretty fun. That was unbelievable. We get to see him again on Friday. Nice. And I don't know what... Can't imagine he's going to do anything like that again. That's crazy. I would hope that Matt McCulloch is a little bit more schematical in his (laughs) approach to see that, okay, we can't... I mean... is he a big kid or, or he's I mean he's not overly huge, but he's big for a sophomore. He's strong, he drags guys with him, he's very patient. It's really weird the offense that they pull, and it's just I don't I don't I don't think it would work with anybody else on that team. Um and their quarterback is terrible. So it's basically they're running the Badger offense. Yes. Only it's successful. Right. That's 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 the major difference. Yeah, they actually have a good running back. That was actually that that was really fun. In Beaver Dam, despite Craig losing, it was it was unbelievable to see that kind of performance at the high school level, um, and and we get to see him again this Friday up there. So um, I'll be very curious to see whether Parker can slow this kid down because I mean, in every game but two, he's run for at least 150. Wow! To force the only team that so far has held him in check to less than 100. Have they, did he do it against Wanakee or they they, 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 they play them the last yet? week? Okay, so. We'll see. I can't imagine that Pat Rice, the coach of one, he would. Yeah, they'll have let a, that they'll happen. have eleven men in the box. <laughs> right? yeah. You guys could just throw to open receivers. I would. I would have that much confidence in that quarterback missing those guys. Yikes! Even if they were just wide open. Mm. So, um, yeah, high school football. We got two weeks left. So I just sent you the basketball schedule. Yeah. We've been shooting Whew. the breeze about that. I. Man, a lot of games. I gotta talk to the I gotta talk to the bosses because I, I I really think that day, I think it's January fifteenth, where there are four games, two back to back in the morning and two back to back in the afternoon. Just to say that we broadcast four games in one day, I think it has to be done. I want to watch your voice die as the day goes on. Over under for bottles of water and Dr Pepper Zero. We should we should do a. Podcasts between in sessions. the middle, yeah. just so I can tax my <laughs> vocal cords even com- more. Let's just completely ruin you for the rest of the season. <laughs> yeah, then you're going to be strapped with somebody else. That like because my voice. No, nah, me and Barrow get it done. Going to explode. Yeah, oh my and, god, we'll, I can't even imagine you guys yeah, doing it a game. We'll together. handle it. This is the intentional foul. We are back for another week. It's uh, what are we done with week four already? Yeah, we're, of the NFL well, we're a quarter of the way through Man. a normal year. Now they got but that we extra, an extra stupid game. game That's so. right. So we'll run down some NFL stuff. We'll spend the bulk of the time on that as per usual. We'll touch on college football. Probably not long because there's not much to say about the Badgers. Baseball playoffs start tonight as well, and then the Bucks have their exhibition game uh, tonight with a shell of a team when they open up with uh, the Memphis Grizzlies here. Uh, as we're recording, that's going to happen at about half hour, 45 minutes or so. So, let's start with your Bears. How about a victory against the Lions? whoop de do Yeah. whoop de doo you, yeah. be, you beat the one of the three worst teams in football. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, it's been really, it's been a really funny, 
48 hours as a Bear fan. That clip that you sent me yesterday was hysterical. And I don't like Mike Greenberg, but I laughed. Yeah. I laughed at that clip. Well, let's we'll start with the game. Um, start with Fields. He was better. Um, it came out after the game that Nagy relinquished play calling duties to, to Bill Lazor, yep. which happened last year. Correct, if people yes. remember. Yep, and uh, it it seemed that the game plan was much more intelligent. Um, you got a very very good game out of David Montgomery <laughs> until he got hurt, no, which he's hurt for a month. Yep. Um, might go and injure Which, you know what? It, it sucks for him, and it sucks for my fantasy team, but it might be a blessing in disguise for them. I was kind of thinking, like, you don't want to almost win too many games. Well, and you just, you know, you mitigate a little wear and tear on him because he, he had a lot of carries last year, and he was stacking on, on the, year, on the road right. here this year yep. to having a lot more as well. Um, But, you know, I think uh, 3.5 yards per attempt last week for Fields against Cleveland. Three, an attempt. This week it was up to like nine. So they were trying to get the ball down the field a little bit. Um, you know, he had four or five plays that were wow plays, you know. Um, made some really nice throws down the field. Uh, put him into some tight spots. Evaded some pressure. You know, did some really nice things. And then, you know, there's another 10 or 12 plays that he looks like a rookie rookie. that's in his second game. I think all those things are what you would expect. Um, Again, you have to consider the source, and you're playing the Lions. So, you know, some of those throws that he got away with that looked really nice that he squeezed in there, maybe he can't get away with them against better teams. Maybe those are interceptions. We, You know, that remains to be seen. But... um, I think if you're a Bear fan with Fields, all you're looking for is, you know, just baby steps in the growth process. And I think we saw some of those this week. But, you know, I'm not going to make a big deal out of it. It's nothing earth-shattering. Right. Um, it was better than the week before. The fact that it was not worse, I don't know that it could have been worse. If you look worse against a team like the Lions, right. then you really need to look at the entire grand scope of the For team sure. and what you're doing. You know, and the and the Bears defense was getting a lot of praise for how well they played but, on Sunday, but again, again, you know, they they allowed three drives inside the 10 and they were able to force three turnovers on those drives, That's which is great. Pretty damn good. But you're also allowing a pretty inferior team to march down the field on you, kind of at will. Yeah. So, you, I, you know, keep it from scoring. Yep. At the end of the day, keeping the zero up there is the objective, mm-hmm. so it doesn't really matter what it looks like. But again, you're playing better teams with better weaponry, better quarterback play. Um, that that could be a different story. Well, I so the golf Stafford thing. I guess I don't really remember that trade when it was executed. Was it straight up, or did did somebody which team some got other, some picks? I think the Lions got some, some picks. picks. Um, and there's some. Paying of salaries in there too. Okay. Football's weird that because I'm just trades. wondering if that's if that was a straight up thing, and I guess I'd have to go back and look. Clearly, the Rams got the better end of that deal. Oh yeah, and everybody knew that. You know, it was more of the Lions giving Stafford to make good at, at the back half of his career, and you know the Rams getting out of that golf contract because right now that's looking 
less than ideal for honestly for Detroit. And I've said this before. I think on this on this pod, I don't think Jared Goff's that bad. I think you could do a lot worse than Jared Goff. Totally agree. I'm not saying that he's the kind of guy you necessarily want to build the future of your franchise around, but he's he's in that middle tier of of quarterbacks. He's not a top. 12 guy, but he's not a bottom 10 guy either. Mm. He's right in the middle there. And, you know, uh, unfortunately for him, I mean, Quintez Cephas, Cephas is their best receiver. That's, that's it. It's him he, and, him and a, Hawkinson. He's a at best three on a good team. Probably on a good team, yeah. yes. I mean, that's not saying he doesn't have a chance to elevate. He's made some good catches already, but you don't, you don't. <laughs> You don't go in and you say, we got a game plan around Quintez Cephas. Right. I mean, and Hawkinson's a nice tight end, but he's not a superstar. He's not George Kittle. He's not Kelsey. So, yeah, it's 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 not good in Detroit. But we'll get to the post game, <laughs> And Matt Nagy just never won, you know, just when you think he can't say something stupid or, you know, or, some, somebody gives him an opportunity and to. And maybe he sh- like... I- Aren't you probably feeling a little bit better if you're a Bears fan about your coaching situation after that? Okay, gave up the play calling, had a better game plan, things are working, okay, we're headed in the right direction, and then, bam, post-game. And that all that goes right out the door. Well, he, he admits in his post-game comments that he handed off the play calling duties to Bill Lazor. Nobody knew that during the game. Um but then he has to caveat it with, but I'm the coach and I make all the decisions and everything goes through me, 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 I, I, I. And I want to do what's best for the and team. And I want to do what's best. And But don't forget, I'm the head coach. It was, literally it, said it, that. It, it was really bizarre. It, it, it was. It was a very, very blatant display of what is wrong with that team. And it's because the coach's ego is, is is more important than developing and and advancing this team because then he comes out again now and has declared that if Andy Dalton is healthy he's going to start this week over Fields why, and again why it's why are we doing this like I, and that's the that's the why are we that's doing where this? we just haven't heard a good answer like why is this the hill you're dying on do you really believe that Dalton gives the Bears a better chance to win? Because you're the only one. Is it a matter of, you know, sometimes this happens in the NBA where you make a promise to a player and you don't want to back out of it because you don't want to piss the agent off because of what might happen down the road? Sure. I don't know that I've really heard of that in football as much. Maybe that's something. I don't know. But, like, Justin Fields is the future of your franchise. And every player that I've listened to throughout this whole Fields saga has said, you get better playing. There, like, there's this thing with like people in the media that like to say, oh, he should sit and he should watch the veteran. And, and, the, the, and the players are like, no, 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 you don't understand. There's nothing like being out there and experiencing it. That's how you learn and grow. And for some reason, the Bears aren't allowing him or wanting him to do that, and I don't understand why. I wouldn't have a problem if there was transparency in that fact. Like, I, I like just going back to the Rodgers thing when Favre was still there, 
to me, it's clear that learning under a guy like Farvin, holding that clipboard and watching and learning and practicing and not being thrown right out there probably did him a world of good. But that's but a that's, different situation than what's going that's on in not Chicago. Andy Dalton. So I wouldn't assume that Pace has said we are going to need a boatload of young talent to put around this guy, and the only way we're going to get that is if we don't try to win right now. And that's why, Coach, you are going to start Andy Dalton at every turn necessary. But you're not going to win if field starts. Well, you just won against the Lions. Well, but w- Would you have lost that game if Andy Dalton I don't starts? think so. Think, no. think Detroit's Same that bad? Same thing with the Cincinnati game. If Dalton plays the whole game... Do they still win that? Probably. Okay. I think Dalton, showed he showed it last year on the Cowboys. He can win you four or five games. Well, I don't think Justin Fields is winning any more than that. So what are we really talking about there? Probably nothing. And again, I go back to what I said last week. If the Bears didn't want him to play, why was he the backup? Right. And not the, the third, third stringer. stringer. Because then you have to worry about the, whether keeping him on the roster or putting him on the practice squad. Well, he's or, a number 11 pick in the draft. He's not, you can have, you just have him be your third quarterback. But, I mean, if you get, because then you're not getting him the requisite amount of plays that you do in practice. You can't all of a sudden say to your number two quarterback, Nick Foles, if that's the way we're going to play that, say, Foles, you're out. Fields is your, but I'm, why? I'm the backup. Does Nick Foles really need reps in the, like, I understand that, but just I'm saying from the way things are organized in practice, it'd be really weird if all of a sudden you say, here's your, your backup offense running against the number one defense headed by Foles, and all of a sudden you yank Foles out and put Fields in. Be like, wait a minute, I thought he was the backup. What are we doing here? It's just a matter of like mixed signals and, and really wanting to maintain I, kind of the conformity of that I guess of that, that whole thing. I guess that would be an old school football mentality because I don't know what signals are mixed. You're you're here for now and he's here for the future. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And if you I, if Andy Dalton and Nick Foles don't know that, then they've had too many hits. <clears throat> I mean that's pretty that's pretty obvious. But I don't know. I Again, going forward, um, I hope to see Fields more. more. And uh, I think, you know, if they end up putting Dalton in, he's going to get hurt again because he always gets hurt. Mm -hmm. And that's that's why I just don't know why they're they're playing this game and, and talking themselves into corners that they can't get out of. Just doesn't make a lot of sense. I don't know. So they got the Raiders this week. They're uh, they're at Vegas, right? And, yeah. and 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 we know that Dalton is going to start. He is, well, he is healed said, it, from. I don't know if or, he's. I don't know if he's one hundred percent healthy. But, but it was the line has always been if he's healthy. If he's healthy, he's going to start. Yep. Okay. So let's move to the Packers. Uh, they're at home against the Steelers, the last team that Aaron Rodgers has ever started against at Lambeau Field. Now he started against everybody at home. Yeah, I thought it was interesting that they hadn't faced each other since the Super Bowl, because he had two collarbone injuries. Every, oh, each time they played him, okay. they, That's he, what it was. he missed the one at Lambeau with his first collarbone, then he missed the one at Pittsburgh with his second collarbone injury. Gotcha. So, Packers play, I mean, relatively well. Um, I mean, the officiating in this game for both sides was absolutely atrocious. There were a number of misholding calls. He had that, that field goal offsides um, when I really think, and you and I were texting, that I, I just thought they got a good jump on the play, and everybody, and they, they came close again on, like, an extra point or yep. something like that, yep. and I was I was watching Packers Twitter with all the all the uh, 
uh, the beat writers go absolutely bonkers being like, you got to fix this shit on special teams because this is not this is not good, right? You know, and and they've gone through special. You know, this is their third special teams coach, I think, in like four seasons or something like that. So that's clearly a part of it. I was really impressed with the offense um, against that Steeler defense, and I guess you shouldn't be when you have Aaron Rodgers on your team. But he found Cobb a lot because Rodgers in the post game said you could tell their game plan was to take away Devontae Adams, which every team should be. Well, clearly, yeah. Um, I mean, they had a big play to down the middle to Lazard. I think at one point he had it. He had, I think, he got a long one to Mercedes Lewis and kind of missed him on another one where he yeah. was open. Um, uh, he had one to Tanyan. He was he was forcing the ball to Tanyan uh, a little bit as well, and and then he found Cobb on on some third down conversions. Which I mean, this was kind of the Randall Cobb. I'm not going to say coming out party, but I guess the return party of Randall Cobb and uh, hooked up with him uh, for quite a bit. So um, the defense was pretty good. Kenny Clark up the middle, and I noticed this right away. That pocket was collapsing so hard around Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben can't move anyway, but the pass rush, Preston Smith went out early. Rashawn Gary was graded very, very well at Pro Football Focus, and the numbers were coming out, I think, uh, yesterday and today. And because it was him, and I don't even know who the fourth outside linebacker is. When, when Zadarius is gone and Preston is gone, and then it's Gary and whoever else it is, but... Um, Kenny Clark is is phenomenal up the middle. He was abusing the center and and some of the guards at at some points. But you could tell even when Roethlisberger had time, some of the throws he was missing. Yeah, he was just missing guys, just missing them. Yep. Um, and I saw. I don't know whether you saw the the clip from Juju on the sideline where somebody said, "What's the what's the deal out there? What's the problem?" And he basically looked at him and he said, "It's not a and and I can't remember. It's not a something problem. It's a Ben problem." Mm. I mean, he say he's right on the bench, and you can read his lips, and that's what he's saying. Yeah. Um, so they, I mean, they clearly have problems um, in Pittsburgh. Packers got a problem on defense now with Alexander. Kevin King's missed the last two games with with with, with the concussion. Stokes was pretty good, but you could tell they were going after him. Mm-hmm. But he got a pick. He's small. He is, but he's he lo- look he looks small. He's lightning fast. Yeah. Um, and some of the pass interference calls, like I was. I even kind of got into a little exchange with somebody about the pass interference where he had his arm around the, the receiver that he got called for in the end zone. And I was told, according to the rules, you can have your arm around a receiver. It's whether you turn that guy's body or not. Sure. And that's what they were saying. Well, he didn't do that, but he got flagged for it anyway. The, like, like the call was incorrect. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But he had his first interception, so it's going to be down to Stokes. Um, this guy that they got from the Giants, uh, Yadam, and then Chandon Sullivan, if Alexander, they're talking about long-term stuff, like possibly most of the season, if not all the season. Uh, they're going to have an injury update on Wednesday. So so the secondary is, is going to be hurting um, after this. Uh, but other than that, I mean, Jones ran well, Dylan ran well. He had over 80 yards rushing. So I was... I was pretty pleased as a whole with that victory. That that that's a good one to have, despite Pittsburgh probably not being the team that they once were. Yeah, they're not very good. No, Big Ben's washed. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot to say about the Packers. I mean, you covered most of it. I don't. You know, I mean, kind of similar to the Bears beating the Lions. It's kind of like okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, you you, you expected to win that game. Probably should have this one. Um, yep. You know, as far as the refereeing goes. Uh, 
you know, these that call at the end of the first half was was a potential game changer. Very much call. so. I mean, yes. you, you went. They would have gone in the locker room losing. Yeah, you're down seventeen to fourteen. Yes. Instead, you're up seventeen yep. to ten. I almost think that those plays, every scoring play is reviewed. Mm-hmm. I think those plays should be reviewed when you score and there's a flag thrown. So because let, like that's a game change. Like that let is, it play out. Let it then, play out. But then because the, it played out anyway. Right. Exactly. Most most guys don't even know there's a flag. No. None of them in the end zone did. Right. So let the play play out, and then you should be able to review that. I I just think that in situations like that where you're you're taking points off the board, you better be a thousand percent sure. You know, and the same thing could go with like a you know a, a holding in the end zone on a safety or whatever it might be. Anything where points mm-hmm. are being scored, I think, I mean, why wouldn't you review everything else anyway? Right. These games take forever. Mm-hmm. I mean, and at the end of the day, like, who's watching a fo- their their favorite football team pissed off because the game's going too long? Nobody. 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 So just get these get these things right. Right. So that, you know, so right. that a bunch of people aren't bitching and claiming that they got job the next day. Right. You know? Nope. I, I mean, I, what does it take? It would have taken another four minutes maybe, to, to get that right. And maybe they look at it and they say, no, we're sticking with it. Okay, well, then you can bitch about that. At least you reviewed it. But and then at you least you say, looked at it. Right, exactly. Then then you could say that. I mean, there was the T.J. Watt uh, clear trip uh, that happened where he just stuck his leg on, basically kicked at Rodgers. That was a weird one because from one angle, it looked like a clear trip, and from the other angle, it looked like he was in a headlock and he was off balance. I think it was the follow-through on the kick because he yeah. kicked Rodgers and then the leg kept right, going. Right, Where it's like, well... well he, probably, were... he probably realized right. as the contact was happening, like, oh, fuck. I'm going to get beat here. I well, might as well do something. Might but as well do something. He was, he was almost on one leg yes. getting almost thrown, thrown to the ground. Yeah, yes. so it was just kind of a weird play. But I, you could... I mean, the, the, the officiating thing, that kind of encapsulated a whole bad day that everybody says that it's... It's just getting really bad. And we've talked about it for the last few years. Yeah. You know, you seem to have these games where multiple calls happen and it's and it just looks like the referee and crew is just incompetent. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? One one after another. And I you know, you a call at the end of a half, you can't say that it costs you a game because there's you know, you still had an opportunity to win, you're only right. down to and touchdown, then they then they got the ball at half. You know. They're they're big plays. Yep. They just are. Packers now head to Cincinnati to play the Bengals. Um coming up this week. Um, I don't know how much you want to talk about some of these early games. I, I don't even remember the Bengals and the and, and the Jaguars. Didn't Cincinnati kick a field goal as time expired to win that game last Thursday? It sounds right. I, I think. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, the only thing I remember about that game is uh, Urban, Urban Meyer, Meyer getting lappies in his own uh, in his own restaurant. Oh, man. I mean, that, it's just one of those things where anybody that's paid attention to, to football and sports in the last 15, 20 years – is not surprised by this because we oh, all no. we all know that Urban Meyer is a scumbag. He's a creep. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this right. he the, he was recruiting bad dudes at Florida. He was doing some shady shit at Ohio State. Ducked out for health reasons he's, and he's, said, "I'm well enough yeah, to take the Buckeyes." He's job. left people in the lurch. Yes, he, you can't trust him. Um, you know, and that team he's he's not going to be their coach next year. There, I don't think that there were some meetings happening yesterday and today with the Jaguars brass that nobody was talking about. They just said, "Hey, they're what?" And Andrew Brandt tweeted today, "It's a translation. We're pissed." Oh yeah, it's not good. Yeah, I mean, their owner came out and said it was unacceptable. 
Um, some of the players said that the dude has no accountability and no credibility. Um, so, you know, we're four weeks in. You've got a, 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 a franchise quarterback that you tanked to get the number one pick for, a, a you know, what everybody had, has said is a generational talent. And, you know, for a month into the regular season, you're not even flying back with the team? I don't understand that. I don't. You know, but again, that's a little bit, too, where I look at the ownership structure and I look at the people, I look at the general manager, and it's like, well, wait a minute. Why is he allowed to make that decision? Right. No, he should be having a boss that, to it, tell him that, what's going That on. should be something where he has to go through the proper channels and get permission. If he Maybe maybe he got maybe, permission. Maybe he did. But okay, it just seems. But, but why would I give my coach permission to do that? Me, it just sends a bad yeah. message. You know, you're you're in year one. You need all the team camaraderie yeah, and, and building chemistry that you can get, even in the face of a loss. It's you a know? young team with basically you need leadership. You know, yeah. and then that's what you're going to do after the team loses. Is you're going to stick around and and party at your old school place? Yeah, you know, while your team's heading home, licking their wounds. Not a great message. No. Um, didn't watch. I, I didn't watch much. Fo- I mean, I watched, I watched a little the, bit of the Bears, a little bit of the Vikings, but other, other than that, yeah, I watched a lot again this week. Did, did you? I had, okay. some, I had some time. This Washington Atlanta game was kind of wild for two crappy teams. I mean, Taylor Heineke is just one of those quarterbacks that he's fun to watch because he just pulls some stuff out of his ass. And um, you know, they came back late and won that game. Atlanta just again, they just I've never seen a franchise that can just find different ways to choke games away. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> uh, talked about the Bears already. Dallas beat Carolina. That was a that was a good back-and-forth game. Dallas um, is good, except for the fact that they have the 31st-ranked pass defense in football. Ooh. They're giving up like 320 yards a game. But they also have a guy who's already got five picks. So Ooh. I don't know what to make of their defense. That's it seems like it's improved. I mean, Micah Parsons is legit. Mm-hmm. That dude's... That dude's been really good this year, but Dallas, man, they are. I mean, I kind of almost expect them to score every time they have the ball. Yeah, they're they're they've that got, that good offensively. I mean, they've got three really good receivers when they're all healthy. They've got a pretty good tight end, and they've got as they probably have the best running back duo outside of Cleveland. I mean, with Pollard and Zeke, and Zeke's look great. And McCarthy actually remembered that he had him. Well, that's that's the thing. I mean, is his memory going to be, you know, that good every game to remember that you can and will effectively run the ball if Man. you actually try? If I were them, though, and I wanted to run the ball 25 times, I'm only giving Zeke 15 of those carries. Save him? Save him. Because Pollard's good, mm-hmm. and he's a, he's a speed guy, and he can catch the ball. I like that Dallas offense. Um, Didn't watch one second of this game. I, I guess I'm a little surprised by it. 10-point win. I mean, I know Tua wasn't there, and people were thinking that maybe Miami had a little bit more in the tank, but you you called it that it was a must-win game for the Colts, and they won. Yep. So, yep. Um, I mean, as bad as they've been through the first four weeks, they're only a game out of first at one and three. So, Well, the division again. Um, the Vikings score in the opening possession, march it down. No Dalvin Cook in the game. They're running back. The backup Madison looked good, but then they had 11 more possessions, did not score. And the Browns beat them 14-7. Yeah, it was your typical Kirk Cousins game. Just, you know, it looks like they're he's moving the ball, but then they stall, and they stall, and they stall. And, I, and Cleveland, man, like, I can't decide whether they're going to be good or not. 
they got a ton of talent. That's I, what I mean. Baker Mayfield, dude, like he he just misses throws. Like there was one play late in the game that would have absolutely sealed it where Beckham got a step on his guy wide open running down the sideline and he back shouldered him. And it was like, dude, just lay it out there. It's a it's a walk in touchdown for Beckham. And and you could tell Odell's looking at him like, What are you doing? Why would you throw that? I don't know. It's it's hard to trust Baker Mayfield. It, it really is. Coach O would call it overworking the BB. Yeah. Um. Couple of OT games and two wins for winless teams. Giants beat the Saints in overtime. What an awful. And the Jets beat the Titans in overtime. If you're the Saints and the Titans, those are two abysmal losses. Awful. Awful. And especially for the Saints because it was at home. I mean, that that's what you do. That's that's really bad. You come back to your community that's just been ravaged and everybody's excited and I you. Mean, Blow one to them. Tennessee, you know, no Julio Jones, no A.J. Brown. That hurts. They didn't, you know, now you're, your number one is your number three. Well, somebody said that the Jets' defense has been surprisingly good. It's not bad, but, you know, giving up 27 points to a team that got shut out the week before, not great for, for the Titans. Um, KC rolled over Philly, took a little bit of time. Um, yeah, little, and they were... a little bit of doubt early, Philly, I think. Philly scored a touchdown late. They got blown out. Okay. So, so not score was not indicative of, of the lopsidedness of that game. Arizona really put one on the Rams. They did. Um, I was a little surprised at the uh, at the score. Not necessarily that Arizona won, but right. winning by, you know, three scores was impressive. But, you know, the Rams are, you know... It's I I mean I I'm on record as thinking saying the Rams are my pick to win the Super Bowl, not to make excuses for them. You know you're coming off beating Brady, you're feeling great. You got this Arizona team that has got a lot of talent, but nobody trusts them. And then in four days you got to play the Seahawks on the road. It's a tough stretch, mm-hmm. you know. So maybe this is the one that, of the three that they lose, and I, you know, I think any way you come out of that two and one, you'd feel pretty good. Sure, but in a in a vacuum in this one game, Stafford, this was kind of the old Stafford you saw, kind of you know making some mistakes. Uh, I kept up with this game only on the bottom line during the Packers, but it seemed like the 49ers were leading for a good chunk of the game, and then the Seahawks pulled it out late. Well, Jimmy G got hurt again, so Trey Lance played the second yep, half. Yep, saw that. And, you know, I, I think they only scored one touchdown in the second half. And, and everybody now is kind of doing the whole, okay, this this is your opening that this guy needs to just be here for the rest of Well, the, we'll see. It's kind of like the Fields thing. Yeah, except that Garoppolo is better than Dalton, I well, think. Maybe. 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 I mean, I at least know. he got to a Super Bowl. True. Um, didn't see any of Baltimore and Denver. Just but, know uh, that uh, Vic Fangio wants to kill John Harbaugh. All right. For uh, they... they uh, did a late run to break some rushing record. I think it was like they had run for over 100 yards in like 45 straight games. So now they needed that. So they needed like again. one last rush, and Fangio got all yanked off about it. And so They are. He's like, oh, they're, we weren't ready for that kind of thing, and somebody could have got hurt. It's like, why well, Why weren't you ready? I don't care that you're down 16 with 30 seconds you're left. ready to play. The clock's still running. Yep. Play. Play to the whistle. Be ready. Um, I was getting ready typing my commentary because I'm in solo for Beg, so I didn't actually watch much, if at all, of the. And I, I, I just didn't get into the storyline. I didn't get into the hype, and honestly, I didn't really care no. about the Bucks and the Patriots. I don't care about any of that either. It's all media manufactured. Yes. Um, 
It was an ugly game. It rained the whole time. I saw, I I mean, saw I, it was raining. I, I didn't watch a ton of it, but every time There was I no did, Gronk, and I heard that he definitely missed him where, where he was around the red zone. Yeah, yeah. But that was the only thing to come out of it that I heard. But, yeah, Tampa pulls one out on the road, so that's, good win. That's a good win. Um, and then the Chargers last night uh, by two touchdowns over Vegas. They're coming. Yeah. Chargers are coming. They're good. All right, so week five starts on Thursday. That's... That's a really tough ask Ooh. for the Rams. You think? Yeah. Go to Seattle after a late game on Sunday to turn around on a Thursday and play Seattle. That that division has a bunch of good matchups. I guess it doesn't matter when you play them. They're all tough, but to do that on a Thursday? Yeah. I mean, you really need to you you, you really need to turn that around, especially in Seattle. I, yeah, Lockett didn't play last week, I don't think. I think he's hurt, but I don't think Seattle's that good after watching them, but no. again, you know, you go up there, you you never know. Pair of one and three teams, Jets and the Falcons. Whew. I know you're all over that one. Wow. Um, no Pack- thanks. Packers and the Bengals. I I don't even really have much interest in this. I think the Packers are going to wallop the Bengals, even though they're three and it's a pair of three and one teams. It's I well, mean on paper they should have lost to the Vikings in Week One. Okay, they lost to the freaking Bears. True, and they barely beat Jacksonville last okay, week. Okay, so since in football three and one is probably <laughs> a little bit misleading. I think so. Okay, uh, here's the uh, the seller of the uh, NFC North and the zero four Lions and the one and three Vikings. Um. If Minnesota loses this, I've been amazed about Mike Zimmer's job security before. I don't know how you yeah. would survive after a loss in this one. If you lose at home to the Lions to be in last, essentially, right. you'd both be one and four. Yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see him get but get the axe. But he you know, survived. So Minnesota's long. not bad. No, they're not. And and it's just you know, they, but they have these games like they had Sunday, where it's like, you know, okay, Dalvin Cook isn't there, but but they didn't even attempt a field goal. They they didn't score and they didn't even attempt no, a field goal. No, no points. Nothing after the opening possession. That's bad. That's bad. That's bad. Um, Broncos visit the Steelers. Yeah, the Broncos are a little like Cincinnati. You know, they they haven't played anybody in, contender or pretender. You know, they, the first good team they played was the Ravens this week, and, and they, they got stomped. And, and Teddy Bridgewater home. got hurt cussed again. Yep. So, um, Dolphins go to the Buccaneers. I think that should be a slaughter. Boy. Poor, I feel bad for Miami. I feel bad for Bear. They had so many expectations. I mean, when they year. got when they drafted Tua, I got to think everybody down there was ecstatic. And here you are, a year and a half almost later, and it ain't looking like you hoped. Staring down the barrel of a one and four start. Uh, Saints and the Skins, two two and two teams. Yeah, I mean, boy, this is a really big opportunity for for, for Washington. Yep. I think for Washington at home to to. Get above five hundred, and you know, try to keep pace with Dallas. I just, I just can't tell whether the Saints are any good. Well, it's just good, Jameis or bad, Jameis. Because the defense, the defense is good. Good. Mm-hmm. It's just everything else. Because even Kamara, Kamara ran for like a buck twenty the other day. Didn't matter. They still lost. Eagles and the Panthers. I would have thought that these records would be reversed. I would have expected Carolina to be one and three, and Philly to be three and one, but it's the other way around. Sam Darnold. Not a bad, not a bad quarterback. Um, Titans should keep the Jaguars winless. Ugh. I would expect. 
especially for what Jacksonville's dealing with right now. And who knows whether they're going to have an interim coach uh, coming up this weekend. Derrick Henry already with over 500 yards through the first four games on pace really? for his second straight 2,000-yard season. Whoa. Dude, that guy is Is he going to be like Eddie George where they just run him into yes. the ground? I talked to one of my buddies last night about that. And, like, he t- – in that – I watched a lot of the – the fourth quarter and overtime of that Jet game on Sunday when the Titans lost. That guy takes some vicious shots. Because I remember because he George, runs so upright. Yeah, late in his career. Yeah. But I remember seeing his his line scores in the, like 30 carries, 35 yes. carries, stuff like that. And I just kind of went, and then all of a sudden he retired. And I was like, that guy hasn't You're even like, been the, in the He's 30. Right. Like, what the hell? But then you look at all the carries that mm-hmm. he had in that time that he was with them, and now it's like, well. These guys want to be able to walk. They don't want to be like Earl Campbell and, you know, some of these old guys. But, I mean, well, and that, that's what happened on Sunday. You don't have Julio Jones. You don't have Who A.J. Turn Brown. To? All of a sudden, 30 carries later. That's what, if that's how you got to try and stay in games. Um, but yeah, it's, you just feel like one day he's just going to wake up and be like, yeah, I'm done. Right. What am I doing this for? Exactly. We're not, we're not winning Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. We're not contending for Super Bowls. What am I doing? Yeah. Um, this is a get right game for the Patriots. They got to go to the Texans. Houston has Houston played Jacksonville yet? Yeah. Week one. That's their and, win. And, and that's their one, mm-hmm. the, their one victory. Cause I know the Jag, the Jaguars are bad. I think the Texans might be just. A level well, above them. with Davis Mills as their quarterback, I mean that's the thing. That's the thing with people that's so funny sometimes when like you know everybody but does everybody Watson make them an eight and eighteen. No, even Tyrod Taylor is the guy that was starting for them early on. He is so much better than Davis Mills, <laughs> and Tyrod Taylor isn't any good. Like there are so few good quarterbacks. It's there are less good quarterbacks probably than like great piano players in the world. It's unbelievable that, like, there's, like, seven of them. There's, like, seven great ones. There's, like, four or five that are okay, and then everybody else is just meh. Garbage. You know? I mean, we'll get to it, but, like, Jesus Christ, everybody bitches about Graham Mertz. He gets hurt. They put this other kid in. It's like, oh, my God. What what is going on? Everybody that was clamoring for that guy, how you liking that? Yeah. Yeah. Um... Bears and the Raiders. Good luck. Okay. <laughs> I think the Raiders are pissed off because they just got their ass kicked Monday night. All right. It's the Khalil Mack return game. Oh, that's Kite, right. But Khalil Mack never played in Vegas, so does does anybody care? <laughs> Probably not. You that's know? in Vegas right now for those. I guess yeah. Raider fans travel, but whatever. Um, let's see. Browns and the Chargers. Yeah, that's, ga- that, that game of the game. Game of the of the, of the daytime week? games yeah. at least. Um. Yeah, I'm anxious to see, you know, Herbert against that good Browns defense, and then, um, you know, can the Chargers slow down that running game? But I like the Chargers, man, because those games usually come down to a quarterback having to make a play or two. And you'd I got way more confidence, confidence in, Herbert. in Herbert than than Baker. Uh, Giants and the uh, Cowboys, that also should be a little bit of a lopsided affair, I would I would think assume. so, yeah. Um, whether Trey Lance starts for the Niners against the Cardinals, I got to believe at home against Arizona, they go 5-0. and You'd hope, but these are the games like in the past where... All of a sudden, you're like, what happened there? Yeah. Okay. They, they lose 20-7 to or something? That's fair. Now, the Bills had a bye in week three, correct? No. Who did they play? Well, kind of. They did, pl- did I, I miss it? 
I don't think I put it on there. They kind of okay. did. They they beat Houston like by a hundred. Oh, they. <laughs> I think it was forty to nothing. That's right. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so Buffalo and KC. That's another good game for Sunday night. Yeah, and a really big game. I I I think it's kind of a statement game for both teams. I mean, it would be a monster win for Buffalo to go in to KC and kind of exercise their AFC Championship game demons. But at the same time, Kansas City's two and two, right? And they really need to beat a good team. Can you be eight and eight in the AFC and make the playoffs? I don't think so, especially in that division. It's gonna be hard. So it'll be I mean, really hard. KC right now hasn't really done. I'm anything not concerned to... about them being eight and eight, but you know, you if you're if you're a team like that, that's you know everybody, including yourself, believes to be a title contender. You know, these are games you got to win, right? You Big know, game. You already lost to Baltimore. You already lost to the Chargers. Now you got Buffalo. Those are the three other best teams in the AFC. So Monday night football. I could probably miss this one. Um, yeah, no. Thanks. The Ravens hosting the Colts. I just don't enjoy watching the Ravens. I, I don't really like what Lamar either. Jackson. If people like him and think he's good, that's fine. Just not my cup of tea. And I have a feeling that that may be a little fieldsy. Okay. When, when that may be oh, how he plays a gotcha. little bit. Okay. I don't think he's going to run as much. He's not that kind of Michael Vick-type runner like Lamar is, but I don't know. A lot of those sprint out, one read, force it into somebody throws where you're not really standing in the pocket dissecting yeah. a defense kind sure. of stuff. But We're working through your I guess you got to do what you got to do, right. and, and Baltimore's been at least successful in the regular season doing it. So All right, we already talked about Urban Meyer being a moron. Um, so we don't really need to go into that. So that is the uh, that is our NFL talk. Another good solid uh, forty minutes worth of that um, to kind of kick off the episode. We uh, let's move to college football. I this was you thought Notre Dame was embarrassing. This was bad as well. Big Ten game against Michigan. You I don't think you had lost to them since I don't know how many three straight wins at home or something like that. Um, but now the Badgers in their last thirteen games, they're they're just five and eight. You know they were five hundred in their last, I think, eighteen games going into this one. But Mertz gets hurt. The offense is abysmal, and I mean abysmal. And I don't know how long you can keep going. Like I don't. Somebody said that the offensive coordinator uh, Joe Rudolph needs to be fired. Well, as far as I know, Chris over the offseason took back the play calling duties, so he's in charge of that offense. To my knowledge, I may be wrong on that, but I just don't really see any sort of dynamic with this Badger offense. You know, these running between the tackles with an offensive line that's not good that can't protect Mertz. He gets hurt. Chase Wolf comes in, throws two picks. Um, and looks bad doing it. Yes. Yeah. Um, I talked to somebody yesterday who said, you know, you don't Malusi and the stable of running backs. There's no Jonathan Taylor. There's no Melvin Gordon. No. There's there's not one of these breakaway guys. And I was like, well, how does a guy from the SEC or no the the ACC from from Clemson do you play for a team like the Tigers who are national championship contenders for the last? you know, half dozen years, and you're the backup to a main stud, and you come, and you're basically ineffective. And you're yet you're the number one guy. What does that say about the guys that we were hoping that would have ascended to that position? Like Jalen Berger and now Garendo, I think, is is 
split in the backup carries with Berger. Like, this is all we got? And you had mentioned last week, Davis and Pryor come back. What are they doing? Ferguson's a good tight end, but he's got somebody draped over him all the time. And he's, and everybody knows you just right. want to force it to him. And he's Mertz's safety valve, yep. but you can't throw it to him every time, but he still tries and to. And then he gets blown up when you do because you're squeezing it in between three people. Right, and you're sometimes you're leaving him hanging out to dry. Mm-hmm. Um, but to me, this offense just needs a makeover. It needs to be blown up. I don't know what you need to go to, but whatever you're doing right now for the last four games, it just ain't working. It's just not working. The the Rudolph thing I have been hearing. Um, also, whoever their special teams coach is another guy that they say needs to go. A, lo- a lot of the criticism that I've heard from you know people kind of in the know at the Badgers is they got they got too many friends of Chris on that staff. It's tough when you run a boys club. Yep. You know, yep. so that may be, you know, for everybody that's saying Paul Chris has got to go, Paul Chris has got to go. Well, I think the first thing that will happen is he will be told to replace a couple of assistants. And then he will have to make the decision, am I going to do that or am I going to say, no, if they go, I go, we'll see. But usually that's kind of how that works. I don't think anybody in Madison, I don't think anybody wants to. It's a little bit like Greg Gard. They don't want to fire these guys. Because something. well, do something. yeah, but again, you know, what are the expectations here? Well, at the beginning of the season, they were Big Ten West title, play Ohio State, and if you get lucky, maybe you're ranked high enough to squeeze yeah. into the playoffs. That's why preseason rankings are the dumbest thing ever. Well, that's fine, but you even looking right now at the rest of the Big Ten West outside of Iowa, who I don't think should be the number three ranked team in the country. Don't don't get me wrong; I think Iowa's a good team, but. Um, and by the way, why are you going to the Red River shootout when Texas is going to get murdered by Oklahoma and Penn State 4 is going to Iowa City 3? Because it's the Red River shootout. Because it's got some stupid Christ. name on it and all those hillbillies down there will lose their lunch if you don't go. It's tradition. You got a top five matchup and we're going to go cover that. I, I, whatever, that's fine. Well, the Badgers, but, man, I, I just, you know, we've talked about it. The talent level is not there across the board. The depth is certainly not there. Um, and, you know, I, I think that you, you've seen a couple teams now in the Big Ten that they're getting better. I mean, everybody wanted to run Harbaugh out of Michigan after those first couple of years. It's And, you know, the smart people were always like, let him get a couple recruiting classes in under his belt and learn his system, and they will be better. They may not be winning national titles. They may not be beating Ohio State, but they're going to be in that 8-10 to 10 win range. Same thing with Penn State with that, what's that coach? Uh, Franklin. Franklin. You know, guy's got a reputation yes. of being a pretty damn good coach. Yep. Let him get some recruiting classes in. Here they are. Much, and then you got Iowa, who this is the one out of five years when they're good. Right. And, it's just cyclical with them. And and maybe they'll play Ohio State. Maybe they'll lose and they'll go to the Rose Bowl. Maybe they'll get stomped. Yes. And everybody be like, I thought they were good all year. Right. Because you know? that happened to them a couple years right. ago. We I, saw, I, we I think saw they the played same Stanford thing. or something yeah, they got like killed. that. Yeah. yeah. So um, I, I don't know. I think that you have to be, you know, the expectations got to be, you got to have some perspective. But, but who's you in gotta, the West? you got to up the talent level. Who's in the West? Well, that's, right now. That, that, that's any good, yeah, except I know. for Iowa. But is that your is that your goal? What's well, your goal? Is your goal just to win the West? But you can't accomplish your other goals if you don't do your first one. I get it. But do you want to be, you know, do you want to be 7-3 and three going into that title game? Probably not. Or do you want to be some years 9-1, and 10-0? Oh? 
You know, yeah. in the past couple of times the Badgers have gone in there, they've been like ten and one. You know, um, two years ago when they got beat by Ohio State, they were ten and one going into that game. That's what most people are looking for and accustomed to. But looking at this team, the talent is not there for that. So I don't know why. This you know? would be catastrophic if they go down to Champaign and lose to Bielema. I mean, catastrophic. I mean, I don't know if his wife's on Twitter, but <laughs> you know she'd be yapping up a storm. She, she probably has a tweet already and just needs to hit send if it happens. Like She's probably going to write and rewrite this all week and just save it to her draft so that the moment the clock hits, she can fire oh, that off. And by the way, Badger fans, win or lose this week against Illinois, they're going to suck for three years. Yes. Yep. So... You get your laughs in now. I st- I still think Bielema is a decent coach. I think going to Arkansas was just like, – I, I just don't think that's – he's not a Southern guy. This just wasn't going to work. His appetite would tell you differently. Well, yeah. But <laughs> I don't know. I think the Big Ten is – I think some of these teams have an opportunity to get a little bit better and move up the standings. But, you know, the Badgers – it. <laughs> and we, we I think we hit this a couple weeks ago. Like, where's all the in-state guys? I mean, there's a couple on the and, line. And it seems like we've had some pretty dominant teams, yeah. high school teams, yes. over the last few years, yep. but they're not transitioning to D1 guys. It seems like the D3 level is getting really good in-state with Whitewater and some of these teams. Maybe they're all going to the lower level because, I don't know, are they not big they, enough they or, kick ass or whatever? They're just not getting the scholarship. Well, maybe they're just not big enough people. I right. don't know. But um, Benton got some love on the game. Um, I know that that's that that's a couple of games. I think Herb Street mentioned him uh, by name during the uh, during the Notre Dame game before that a couple of weeks ago, and and I saw him just absolutely like Kenny Clark did on Sunday. He just uh, just blew the pocket up with his pass rushing ability. Um, I'm I'm going to be really curious. I try to watch him um, almost on every play on defense when he's in before I start following the ball just to see how he does, and I'll, I'll just be really curious to see if he if he draws enough interest to, to, to make a jump or whether he's going to come back for his senior year because right now he's he's getting a lot of love. But um, And the Badgers are favored, I think, by 10 against Illinois on can, the can, road. Can they score 10? Right. <laughs> I mean, if Graham, great question. if Graham Mertz doesn't play, can they get to 10? I, you, you got me. And, and that's the funny thing. We're worried now. We're worried about whether or not Mertz is playing. I'm not worried. People about wanted. That. People were last week were like, "Get rid of him." Fucking play Danny Vandenboom <laughs> from Kimberly. I don't care. That's fine. He's uh, been he's been just wasting away on the depth chart. He just went as a preferred walk on, or even just a walk on. I don't care if he starts. Doesn't matter. You got to get your line blocking. You got to get some semblance of a running game. Yeah. Worry about the passing game later. You got you got to solve those couple of things first. Um. Going back to the whole Michigan thing, does Ohio State look as good as they have been the last couple well, of years? I haven't seen them in a couple of weeks, but I know they lost at home to Oregon earlier on. I mean, so. and that's the, I mean, Oregon just lost for the first time this past weekend, but uh, that Michigan-Ohio State game, I think that might be a little bit better this year, a little bit more even than it has been in years past. Well, it'd be nice because those games were always really fun to watch when we were kids, right. when they were both really good. Um, but, yeah, the last, I don't know, Decade or more, it's, it's been pretty been a ass kicking. Yes. All right. Um, so that's college football, uh, baseball playoffs. We're getting close to the start of the American League Wild Card that's going on uh, right over in the over in your basement here from Studio B. 
Um, again, Yanks and Red Sox. This thing, I think, will get monster numbers for being a wild card game. Oh my God! For, for just a one off, dude. They have the four, probably the four most historic, well known, and fan followed teams, with the possible exception of the Cubs in the two wild card games. You got Yankees, Red Sox, and Dodgers, Cardinals. I mean, it does, those, those are the those are the four teams. Those should be like the championship series instead of a wild card yeah. game. For in, sure. In, in some and seasons. I mean, if you're talking about eyeballs, those four teams, I mean, the Cubs would probably be the only other team that could have an argument mm-hmm. of being in there with those four. So, so I'm, I'm probably going to go home and watch a little bit of that on in the background. Um, I'll probably watch a little bit of the, the, the Cardinals and the Dodgers, uh, tomorrow. Will this be Bucky Dent part two tonight? That's the question. I don't know. What do you think? I, I hope it is, but just in reverse. Yeah. Because I absolutely hate the Yankees and don't want to see anything good happen. To I them. don't really want either team to win, but if somebody's got to advance, I'd rather it be the Red Sox. Yeah. But I was reading some shit today. You know, all the Red Sox reporters, they had to call Bucky Dent today and get his take on oh it. And, you know, Bucky fucking Dent. And, you don't have anything better to do? No. I mean. Really? You know, they got to they gotta do their their. Local stories, I guess, but I don't know. Boston, it doesn't sound like uh, their their pitching is holding up and they're playing very well. And the Yankees, that middle of that fucking Yankee lineup, Jesus, I mean, you got you got Rizzo, Judge, and Stanton. Wow, that's really good. That's really that, that good. is a murderer's row, big time. So we'll see what happens. And then yeah, tomorrow Wainwright against Scherzer. That'll be fun. Yeah, um, I. I mean, Liz talked about momentum in her commentary today, and she talked about it being a myth. And I, I guess I just don't understand how that's possible, being so confident. I, I get things can happen and things can blow up, but when you look at it, isn't your team just feeling a little better about itself as a whole? When, like you said, you're close to, you know, what do you have an eleven and four or eleven and six last week, rather than a you know a four and twelve or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Well, and and like we were talking beforehand, it's not even so much about the actual wins and losses it's as about as about how you're playing. Yeah. And you know the Brewers, you know when they got slept at home by the Cardinals, the Cardinals kicked the shit out of them. Mm-hmm. And then you know the first game against the Cardinals, they didn't play well again and they lost. And then I know these games in L.A. technically didn't matter, but you got stomped in them. You know, you, I get it. You weren't pitching your guys as hard, and you were using some different combinations, and you were sitting guys, but it wasn't like guys were hitting. It just, you know, it didn't look great, and I'm sure that most of those guys weren't going home after the game shrugging their shoulders going, oh, well. Right. Because as players, especially in baseball, I would think you'd want to be in a in – a, in some kind of a rhythm and a groove at the plate. And if you're a pitcher, you know, you'd much rather be getting guys out than watching the ball go over the fence. And I know you're so. wanting to win the division, and I know that's that's the main goal. But again, but again like you said, don't you also be want, want to be playing well? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's all it is. I don't, you know? I don't care so much about the record. Right. But, you know, if you're losing 5-4, to four, it's a lot different than losing 8-1. to one. Right. And maybe, so. yes. Uh, 100% agree. So, White Sox-Astros will be on Thursday, and then the winner of this uh, Yankees-Red Sox game will face the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really curious about that 
that White Sox Astros series. Me too. Um, I, mean, I, w- I would love nothing better than than for Chicago to to really put one on. Yeah, I don't think anybody's rooting for Houston. That's for sure. But they got some. They got a good team, man. They've quietly had a really good year. Um, it's it's hard to root for them. Obviously, it's really hard to root for Tony Larusa. Obviously, so I'm just going to kind of be a casual observer of that series and. Whoever wins, wins. For sure. I mean, it would be, if the Brewers were to make a World Series, it would be cool to play the White Sox. Yeah. But I that, think that'd be that's, awesome. that's the only reason I would ever want them to get that far. So um, I don't really care about the the other ALDS. Ah, you just root in, for Tampa. In the AL East. Just root I mean, for Tampa. That's all it's going to be. Yeah. Um, National League Division Series, you got the first two game times that were announced. We were kind of talking about that. We're going to slide right into our high school football game on Friday because it's going to be a 337 First pitch on Friday, and then it's going to be, I think, a 4.07 first pitch on Saturday before the series shifts to Atlanta um, on Monday. How are you feeling about this series against the Braves? I'm nervous. I'm nervous about this series. The Brewers did not play well against the Braves this year. They split, and each team won at the opposing stadium. Yep, but it it just... I remember watching those games and thinking to myself, eh, I don't really like the way this matches up. Um, I can't remember who pitched mm-hmm. versus who in those in those games, obviously. But Brewers announced today, uh, Burns starting game one, Woodruff game two. Uh, barring anything crazy happening, you would have to imagine Peralta in three. And it sounds like Lauer is going to be the fourth guy, at oh, least really? in this gonna, round. Okay. Put Hauser in the pen. Um we will not see Brett Anderson again. Thank Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Um, Devin Williams. Ugh. Did that happen like right away on happened the night I they feel clinched like it. right after our pod last week or something like well, that? Well, whatever Didn't night they clinched is yeah. the night it happened. Okay. So I can't remember what day of the week that was, but... Yeah, I mean, it sounded like he partied in the clubhouse, and then he, he got mad about he, something on the car ride home. Got home and punched the wall. Yeah, I thought he stopped somewhere. Okay, and then got mad and then right. home. But Maybe. whatever the timeline, it doesn't is. matter. Um, this is a college student at a party doing dumb shit move. Uh, I've punched a hole in the wall before. I get it. Okay, now I know three people that have. Done I get that. it. Um, I get it. It's really stupid, and there's the reason why I did it was even dumber after I did it than before I did it. Um, Obviously, it sucks as a Brewer fan because, you know, you you just lost one of your two or three best weapons in your arsenal, in my opinion. I mean, when you can go starter for six or seven, get the ball into Williams and Hayter, you're pretty much going to win the game. Now you've removed him from that equation. And you got to try to patch it together with again a couple of guys now, and like Boxberger and Ashby, and some of these guys. Ashby's really turned have, things around. Yeah, I mean, but, but he but, got but rocked is, the other day. He did, but this is also a really big stage for him. He's a rookie. Yes, so you're asking a lot. Correct. Um, so yeah, you're pissed off. You're upset. You're disappointed. I feel bad for him. Um, you are a young guy. You make a dumbass decision. You're gonna miss the playoffs. And there's a 50% chance that they're going to lose because you're not there. So that's a tough pill to swallow. Hmm. Um, okay, so do we should we make our picks? Um, yeah, I'm, okay. I'm good. I, I, got, uh, I got Astros Dodgers. Okay. So you think, all right, so that's who you're going to pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't want anybody from the East to make it. Um, I will, and this is just purely fan-based decision. Yeah. 
Um, uh, half fan, half because I just don't think that they're going to be stopped. I'm going to go with the White Sox and the Cardinals in all Midwest World Series. Hmm. Just because I, the Cardinals are just playing so well. And it's weird how that lineup has turned over. With, I mean, you still got Goldschmidt, you still got Arenado, but some of these guys that have come on in the last year or two, they can all murder the baseball. Oh yeah, down there. Oh yeah, it's it's amazing that they just keep rolling in guys that are really really good. Um, so I so I think I, I'm I'm gonna think they're gonna beat the Dodgers tomorrow despite it being out in L.A. Do you do you have the Brewers beating Atlanta? Yes, you do. Yes, okay. and then that would set up yeah Brewers Cardinals, and then I think. St. Louis owns them again like they've done twice now the last two series, home or away. Um, and, and both times they've played in the playoffs. Yeah. And I, 82 and 11. And I think that will that will continue. And I'm I'm just purely rooting for the White Sox just because I don't have anything any any interest in the American League whatsoever. I think if I think the Brewers have to win game one against okay. against Atlanta. I think uh, if they lose game one and are going to Atlanta either tied or down o two. I think they're in trouble. Okay, because I think the bats, the bats are my are my number one for worry sure. Because yep. it's been very up and down. You know, they had that great stretch in the middle of the summer when everybody was rolling, but you know, and, you got some guys that are nicked up now. And Council, you know, and I, I heard Hardcore talk about it on the radio today. You're going to have to make decisions now. That are going to be that are going to have to be a little more maybe strategic than they would be during the season. Are you going to play Urias, Adamas, and Escobar all at the same time? If so, you got to play Escobar at first. Is that your best decision? Who's playing? You know, uh, who's going to play center? Bradley Kane. Are you going to substitute Bradley in late in games for Kane? How's that going to work? Mm-hmm. You know, Garcia's had a bad back here recently. What do you do with him? You going to get? Is it him? Is it Taylor? There's a lot of decisions offensively that are going to be interesting to see what the Brewers do. You know, checking their lineup in these in these playoff games is going to be interesting. Do you think baseball should reseed after the wild card games? I thought about this yesterday, and I guess by reseed, I I mean basically like set it up kind of like how the NFL does, where like the Giants have the best record in the NL. The Rays have the best record in the AL. They should play the worst team that comes out of the rest. Right. No matter what. Mm-hmm. I think the fact that the Giants have to play the Dodgers potentially in the division series when they both when they want to combine 213 games. Because the Dodgers now have the winningest, yeah. second-best record. The, the in, Dodgers won in, right. 18 more games than Atlanta. Right. So I I don't know that that's really fair, but that, then the the Giants and it's a division team. But doesn't that take away the meaning of the whole wild card? No, not really. Label? No, because you still got to play that play in game to get in. Okay, to get into the four team tournament. It's just at that point, then the Giants is the one seed. They play whoever the shittiest team is, and then the Dodgers are not not because of the seed, but because of the record. record. You so, know what I'm so, saying? So then if the Dodgers were to go through, they get the number two seed despite them being the wild card winner. No, the Brewers would get the number two seed because they won their division. Oh, so but then record has nothing to do with it. Now, I mean, you could. there's a million ways you could do okay. it. My point is if you win 107 games, mm-hmm. you're the best team in baseball for eight months, 
and then you have to play your division rival who won 106 games in the in the division series. It just doesn't seem right. Okay. If you look at it in the American League, it doesn't matter because the Yankees and the Red Sox had the same record, and they both had a worse record than the other division winner, so it doesn't matter. So in some years, it won't matter. But in a year like this, it's tough, you know. I, I feel for the Giants a little bit. Okay. Because, I mean, the Dodgers could go down as one of the historically greatest teams ever mm-hmm. if they were to win the World Series this year, and they're the freaking wild card. The wild card's supposed to be a 90-win team, right. not a 106-win team. So, Okay. Just a thought. Right. Might make it more interesting. Underway, loud crowd from what we can hear from Fenway out in the uh, out in the TV room out there. Um National League game is tomorrow. We'll go to the NBA. Bucks probably underway right now against the uh, against the Grizzlies. They've opened the preseason. You showed me who is out tonight, and it's literally half the team. Uh, out tonight, Giannis, left knee. Dante, left ankle. Drew, left knee. Rodney Hood, right midfoot. Chris, bilateral hamstring. What? Semi, left calf. Bobby P, left hamstring. So that is one, two, three, four, five. That's eight dudes. So they probably got... Nine dressed, maybe, maybe ten. Do these two-way players that go back and forth from Oshkosh, or uh, from, yeah, from Oshkosh, are they? Yeah, they're playing in this stuff. Are, are, yeah. they, are they doing that? Yep. Okay. Yep, they'll do that. And, like, Dante DiVincenzo, he hasn't even practiced yet, no, so he, we, he was right. out. You know, Giannis, Drew, and Chris, obviously there's no point in playing those guys right now. It's just, you know, it's silly. It's but like you said time. last week, there's a couple of them from the Olympics. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, and it's a very short window. It's a very short window, you know. But but at the same time, we're only two weeks from opening That's night. I, two so weeks when, from today, when do you you throw them out next week for a couple minutes? You just let them have this week. Well, they play at Brooklyn Friday, and then they play Sunday against OKC, and then they have two more games next games week. next week. So I I would think probably Sunday okay. you might see some of these guys. Um, but I don't think you're going to see them much because I don't think they need much. Okay, you know they they these guys are, you know the their biggest problem for everybody right now is just going to be your conditioning. Sure, you know nobody's had any time to work on anything. No, in the off season because it's been so damn months. short. And so. probably the Bucks have been either if not playing in the Olympics, celebrating. Yeah, and just enjoying the spoils Absolutely. of being an NBA champion. I mean, I watched some videos on. Uh, on Bucks.com today, just of some behind-the-scenes stuff at Media Day. And, like, like everybody there is still on the championship high. Like, Giannis, sure. is, just, Giannis is just loving life and goofing around. And, every, you know, everybody's giving each other shit and picking on each other. And, um, you know, you can't blame them. No. You can't blame them at all. 100% this is what, this not. This is what you play for. So. Um, they announced their radio guy today. Mm-hmm. Um, what did they? What did they say? Somebody I've never Dave heard of. Kane. Do you know where he's from? Um, he was calling University of Virginia games. Okay, and now he's going to get the call to the NBA. He's a Colorado dude originally. He's got a fairly deep resume. He's called some baseball. Uh, he's called some basketball. I'm not sure if he called some football. Um, but he seems like he at least has some credibility. Good. Um, so he's getting called up. You want to watch the the chick tonight? Yeah, I'd like to check her out. See what's going on there. I've I've, I've heard her before, but Byington, I just I right? just want to see yeah. see an NBA game. Um, I am gonna miss Ted Ted Davis on the radio. I was listening to his show today with Heller, and, and they were talking about Urban Meyer, and, and Ted just. Ted, his filter sometimes doesn't work, which is great, because he was talking about Urban Meyer on the dance floor getting grindage, which was just really funny in the moment. That's an old guy um, kind of a thing. But, yeah, man, I mean, I've listened to Ted for almost 25 years, so it's going to be weird to not hear him. So on the Bucks 
announcement on Twitter, which I sent you the link for, there were a couple of comments in the section from people, and again, this is Twitter, take it for what it's worth, they said something to the effect of, I hope you're, I hope they treat you better, meaning this Kane guy, the newcomer, than what they did to Ted on his way out. Yeah, something happened have, have there. Have you heard something about this? So I, I, I just tweeted at one of the guys that said it, and I said, what did I miss here that happened, and where can I read about it? I don't think anything's public. So, and one of them came back and said, the Democratic owners didn't like the fact that he was a Republican. Wow. And I did right. And that's that was kind of my reaction to I just kinda of, I did the smoky from from Days of Confused GIF just like okay. Yeah. You know, that kind of that thing. That seems but, a little yeah, convenient. Right. But I do think there's something something had to have happened because he was not involved at all in any of the festivities, the championship winning festivities. Really weird. He has made a couple of comments on his show. I think there was a picture recently of Paschke and Zora on Twitter where they finally got to hold the trophy, and somebody made a comment to Ted, or somebody made a comment on the picture about where's Ted, or I hope Ted gets to do that, and Ted's like, yeah, I haven't had, I haven't been asked to be able to do that. So something happened. I, 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 it's it does suck. It's a, it's not a way it that you been, want that guy to go out. No, and and you know unless he was ready to go, which I don't know. But it would have been cool to allow him also to have that one year to kind of just bask in it. For sure. And just enjoy the but season. At but at the same time, I, I got it when it happened. It was one of those things where... It was a great walk-off. You're, you're right. Exactly. If you want to do it and that's when you have the opportunity yep. to and you have the freedom to, it yep. made total sense in the and, world. And Paschke didn't get that. He just right. got to call the last regular season game and then watch the playoffs. Right. So, which you, you could say that my last season was the championship winning absolutely. season. Absolutely. You know, you just don't. But you didn't get to make the call of like TV Ted did. Rights yeah. and all that stuff. You just don't get the opportunity to do. What that. was it? We got a room at the top of the mountain or some some like Bob Dylan song. I don't remember what he said, but <laughs> you uh, you got any other NBA stuff? Yeah, just a couple things. Okay. Uh, Pau Gasol announced his retirement today. Really. Okay. Uh, Lakers have already said they're going to retire his jersey. Wow. Um, and yeah, he will be. Uh, he will go down as one of the probably top five international players ever. Um, Andrew Wiggins did finally get the shot. Saw his quote. He it was either this he, or he basketball. got he got browbeat into it, and then when the NBA came out and said that they were going to take one ninetieth of your salary for every game missed, which I believe he makes around twenty five or twenty eight million a year. It came out to around three hundred grand a game. He was going to lose. Ooh. Kyrie was almost four hundred grand a game that he's set to lose. He still has Doug not got it. Okay. Um, I heard somebody say that it wouldn't be beyond the realm that he's actually already got it, and he's just messing with like society. You know, Kyrie, how he thinks he's smarter than yes. everybody, where he's he's trying to prove a point about privacy and. I don't think that's the case. I think he probably has not gotten it. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out Interesting in the future. Right. And then um, it, it, this is the 75th NBA season this year, so they're going to have their 75th anniversary team. They oh. did this in 96 where they had the top 50 players ever at 50, and they're going to add 25 guys 75. for 75. It actually sounds like they're they're having a bunch of people vote on it, a lot of media people. Um, 
you know, guys that have been long, long, long time NBA writers are going to be involved in this and, and broadcasters. And it sounds like they're going to allow some of the original 50 to maybe be plucked out. Oh. And they should, frankly. Oh, no. Just because you made this yeah. in yeah. the emergency that, that, 25 years later. That stands on its own. Absolutely. The 50 does. But uh, I'm going to try to come up with, I'm not going to pluck anybody out of the original 50, but I'm going to come up with 25 another 25. More. I wrote down a list of guys. I got over 50. Can you knock half of them? It's going to be hard. And and I read Mark Stein. Uh, he tweeted out his list today, and he was like, yeah, this was really difficult. It was really difficult to, you know, you're leaving out, you know, he left out some really, really high-profile guys from our era here in the last 25 years that I saw the names, and I'm like, oh, boy, I got to have to kind of pare a couple of these guys down because every one of them's a Hall of Famer. Right. You know, so but I like to, I like to do that kind of stuff, and okay, I'll, I'm going to try to have that for next week. We'll see. Okay, we'll see. All right, uh, b- before we go, a uh, little public shout and good luck to uh, my cousin Michael. He's running in the Chicago Marathon this weekend, and if he posts a good enough time, I know he has been aiming for this. He's been training for a long time. He's hoping to qualify for Boston. Mm. So this is this is a benchmark race for him. Um, How I, long is are they the same length? Are they about twenty six. I have no idea. I I know nothing about the the running events or the running community. All I know is that when we were in the Dells a couple weekends ago, he was running around Lake Delton still in the morning, getting his run in on a training regimen, training for this weekend. So, as a former cross country guy, co captain, second team of all Big here, Eight, here we go, cross country yes. standout. Uh huh. Yeah. The only way I would ever in life run 26 miles uh-huh. is if I was getting chased by zombies. And and I, truth be told, I'd probably get to about eight miles you, and be like, fuck it, in. I'm done. Just bite me and let me chase somebody. I'm out. I'm out. 26 miles, dude, that is like. I can't even. That's like the Cottage it. Grove. I can't even fathom people who do this stuff i mean and and the training that goes into it what you got to do to your body every day Man. to to get ready for it and just the toll that it takes you on like the mark, race day. mark little or zonka would tell us on like a free run to like go run four miles and we'd just run over to my house on winnebago and watch tv like 26 miles man like how do you so you have to and well you should have, ask michael this like to run twenty six miles in a marathon, like you have to have had to have already run twenty six miles many times, right. right? I mean, I don't think that he does it like as a practice. I think you you build up to that, but I don't think like one of your practice runs or training runs is an actual twenty six miler. I think you wait until the marathon to actually go that distance. Can you imagine that you're like you hit the twenty mile mark and you're just and you're like, hey, I got to run to the airport and back. That's six miles. You know what I'm saying? Like, just actually. What are you talking about? Right, giving you the distance of like what that actually means. Yeah, no, I, I, I can't fathom it. So, like, you, you run from your house to Milton High School like 29 times, and that's six <laughs> miles or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, what the? What right. are you talking and, and about? I need to do that continuously. You're saying, and that's no. only a quarter of the race. <laughs> <laughs> it's like in the old track. I remember running two miles in track. Yeah, and you had to do eight, eight laps. laps. Yep, and I'd get to like the fifth lap, and I'm just looking at people like, just somebody, just is there a sniper anywhere? 
They can just get just get me in the right in the meat of the calf. Just nothing permanent. <laughs> just get me out of this race. <laughs> I got torpy on the curve. Oh, you're running real relaxed oh, here, Mister Saunders. Hey, Thorpe, go away. <laughs> go coach the shot guys. Yeah, the, go, somebody over we in the discus we, thing will need your help. We weren't busy getting coached. Go we were, yeah, go bother Goldberg and Jaegerliner. We leave me alone. Jerry's hamburgers, downing burgers and fries while you guys were actually doing the real oh, work you, out you there. You look so relaxed. You look relaxed. So I'm gonna I'm gonna be wearing my Brooks running shoes uh, for him in spirit on Sunday. Um, just because they're really comfortable, and I'm a large human being that needs uh, needs some 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 good shoes. Yeah, well, so. good luck, Michael. Yes, absolutely. Good luck. So he's got that coming up, and uh, that's happening. And I, I I hope he turns in a good time. I hope he's happy with it, and I hope he qualifies for Boston because I know a lot of people in the running community that is their that's kind of their bucket list. That's their ultimate goal, and that's what they want to do. So um, I hope he turns in a good race and um, is healthy after that. But some of the stuff, I mean, I know it's like similar for like NBA guys. You've seen pictures of NBA guys' feet. Oh, runner's feet, murder. Pretty much the same thing. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, he's telling me tales about like toenails falling mm. off after races. I never got to like that, that point. I like, never, I see, I didn't, I didn't do all, I just wanted to do the races. It just, I didn't want to do the practice part. Sounds terrible. <laughs> it's not good. No. It's a lot of running, man. Yes. So that's so good luck. Good uh, luck. Good luck this weekend, Michael. And uh, hopefully uh, you'll get a chance to go to Boston. That is our episode for this week. We will uh, be back next week with more NFL stuff. We'll uh, hopefully we'll be talking about the Brewers. They get three games. We'll uh, three yeah. and, three and done. Hopefully uh, they can get two in Milwaukee and one on Monday in Atlanta, and we can talk about the next matchup. That'd but be awesome. We'll see about that. Um, we'll recap all the NFL. See the NBA get closer to the start date and. See what else happens during the uh, during the week in between. So. Yeah, and I'll be at the game Friday. Yes, have fun. So enjoy uh, the experience. If anybody wants to text me, I won't answer it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is our episode. Thank you for listening, downloading, subscribing. Uh, if you haven't, please do all the of the above, and uh, please tell uh, one of your friends to give us a listen as yes. well. We would appreciate it. So until next week, I'm Josh and Dan. We will talk to you then. Go. Brewers!